That's awesome. <laughs> That's so good. Isn't it so good to have pastors, Christy and Pastor Ewan back today? Yeah. To honour you this morning. So, so impressed that you've gone and filled your tanks and gone and spent some time with God. But we're, we're so happy that you're back and we love you guys. So good to get Christy Revenous up this morning. So I want to hear, you can shout me down this morning. Can't throw tomatoes at me. You can't say obscene things to me, but you can encourage me and shout out. You don't have to be quiet. But just in case you don't know me, my name is Beck, and along with my husband Brad, we head up community engagements here at Oasis, and, and that's such a joy and a privilege. But today, did you know today is in fact the very first day of our prayer and fasting season? And everybody's like, oh. But it's exciting. It's actually really exciting. I'm really pumped. Um, I've got my plan that I'm actually starting tomorrow. Although one of my things that I'm doing is a bit of a fast from social media. And so this morning with great, great, you know, hesitation, I deleted, deleted because I have no self-control, um, Instagram off my phone. And once I hand my assignment in tomorrow, Facebook will be deleted off my phone too. So I'm excited along with a food fast that's actually quite terrifying. But anyway, I'm really expecting of what God's going to do. And, you know, you can grab your daily readings. There's some stuff that's been set out that you can read along with us together. You can grab them online each day or you can head to the Connect desk after the service and they'll give you a booklet. Now I have to take this off because you know what? Like I'm a short person, I'm small and... I find most things in life aren't catering for little people. So this is like annoying me, so I'll put it on later, but I'll take it off now. So today we're kicking off um, a three-part series on worship, which is cool, yeah? Who loves to worship? But, you know, worship is so much more than singing a song. That's really only one expression of what worship is. Worship is really about our heart and our attitude more than it is about singing a song. And did you know that worship is the only gift, the one and only gift that you can give to God? You know, when we pray, that's actually because we want to talk to God. When we give financially, it's actually because God's going to bless us. And when we read our Bible... It's actually so we can learn how to live our life and navigate through life. But when we worship God, it's the only gift that we can truly give to Him. Because it's not about us, it's actually all about God. It's cool, hey? But, you know, God has given us the greatest gift of all. The greatest gift of all, and that is Jesus. Because of his sacrifice, because of what has God's done through Jesus, he's given us the greatest gift of all. You know, the gift to be made right with God, to be in relationship with God. And we can't earn that. We can't earn our salvation. And we can't earn his love. He gives it to us for free, doesn't he? So it doesn't matter what ethnicity you are. It doesn't matter what color skin you have. It doesn't matter what social status you have. It doesn't matter your education level. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your body shape or size. It doesn't even matter what your bank balance is. That gift that God has given us is available to everyone. Everybody say amen to that. Isn't that good? You know, God's acceptance and love is available to each and every one of us today. 
I want to show you this scripture. You all know this scripture, but I want to read it to you this morning. And it's from my new favorite translation, the Passion Translation. For God, for this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life. God loved us first. He loved us first. You can't earn his love. He loves each and every one with the fullest amount of love that he can possibly give us. So when we're worshipping, it's not about this sense of earning anything. It's not about fulfilling any requirements. It's actually all about our expression of gratitude for the gift that he has given us. How good is that? All right, I want to open up and explore a text with you this morning. So if you've got your Bible or your smartphone, whatever, head over to Romans 12 with me. So Romans 12, we're going to look at verses 1 and 2, and it's on the screen also. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. By changing the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. So good, hey? So Paul wrote this. So Paul, the Apostle Paul, who wrote a lot of the New Testament scriptures, he's actually writing this to a bunch of believers. And he's saying to them, and he's saying to us also, that this is how you should live out your faith. In your response to your accepting Jesus, in your response to receiving that gift, this is now how you should live out your faith. How you should respond to that gift of grace that God has given to you. Sound good? All right. So God's plan is always to be in personal relationship with us. You know, God doesn't want to be a distant God. He's all about a personal connection and and relationship with us. So, you know, I said before that, you know, worship is more than singing a song, but traditionally we kind of have in our minds this concept that we come to church and we worship God and then we hear a message or we turn on some music at home and there we're worshiping God, but it's so much more than that. Worship is the attitude of our heart. It's when we um, show adoration to God. It's, you know, when we show reverence to God. It's about devotion. It's about honoring and gratitude and setting up what you worship as the highest priority in your life. So true worship is treasuring God above everything. True worship is setting God above all things. That's true worship. You know, the Old Testament, we can read in the Old Testament about worship, and traditionally in the Old Testament, it became about lots of rules and regulations around how we were to worship. You know, there was lots of animals or grain sacrifices that needed to be made and they had to be done at particular times and for particular reasons. But then we are living now in a time after Jesus has come and Jesus comes and fulfills all those regulations and those rules around worship, which then sets us free to be living sacrifices that our lives are replacing that sense of having to submit 
an animal or a grain on the altar, our lives become that sacrifice. So a living sacrifice, this is what Paul's talking about. He says to worship God, you need to become a living sacrifice. Is he saying there you need to go and put yourself on an altar like the animals? No, he's not. He's saying the way you live your life is going to be a reflection of what you worship. Your life is going to express worship to God. And that's going to happen through a couple of ways. By allowing God to transform you, to become more and more like Him. It's about making God your number one priority, making space for Him. And also the way that you express your love and your gratitude for what He's done in your life. And I really like the message version of Romans 12 where it says, take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. So everything you do, no matter what stage of life you're in, you have an opportunity to have your life represent a living sacrifice of worship and honour and adoration to God. Now, I have a child. I love using my child as sermon illustrations. I feel like if you're my child, you're free game for that. Um, and being a parent, like, I like to see the funny side of parenting because, like, it's hard, right? Your parents go, yeah, and it's crazy. And anyway, I'm like, if I can't get a good sermon illustration and have a good laugh out of this, what's the point? <laughs> anyway, we have, you know, like, if you've got kids, you know there's a battle around technology, right? Like, it's... I don't know, I feel like that's what I talk about most in my conversations with my child these days. <laughs> no, 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 that's enough, log off. Um, anyway, we have this rule, I don't even know how it's come about, but anyway, it's, it's well established and I can't back out of it now. But um, we have a bit of a 30-minute drive in the morning to get to school. So we have two days a week that my kid can be on a device on the way to school, right? <laughs> and... You're laughing because it's funny, right? <laughs> two days, right, he can have this. And it's, yeah, anyway. So two days, he can go on this thing. And I quite often, um, I find I enjoy it because I actually get a bit of peace and quiet. But then, you know, like there'll be days where I want to talk, like I want to have a chat and I'm talking and I'm pretty much just talking to myself because the person in the back on the device doesn't want to have a chat with me because they're so absorbed in what they're doing and it's like, well, and he'll literally go, oh, I don't want to talk right now, I'm doing this. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> there's other times when you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's that sense of that is more important to him at that point in time and he's distracted by that and, and it's, I'm not a priority to him. And it's interesting because... You might relate to something, if you don't have a kid doing that in the back of your car, you've probably experienced when you've made time to catch up with someone and you sit down with them and their phone comes out. And throughout your conversation, they're constantly checking your f their phone or they might take a phone call, they might reply to some texts. And, and you just kind of have this sense that you're not really important to them, that you're not a priority to them, that they're actually kind of like, they're meeting with you, but their mind is somewhere else. 
And actually, you know, if I'm going to be really honest, I find myself doing something quite often when I have spare time. If I arrive somewhere early, <laughs> this is what I do if I've got a spare moment. You know, I fill all my spare moments scrolling. And I don't make space. And I just happen to wonder if God feels a little bit like us when people make their communication with other people or their time absorbed in something else when you're interacting with them I wonder if God feels as like let down as we do or as undervalued as we do in those moments. Jesus said this, You must love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. What I'm really doing in this moment when I choose to scroll instead of creating space is saying yes to the wrong thing because I really believe in many situations we have a yes and a no we can say yes to something but when we say yes to something we're saying no to something else so what do I mean by that when I sit there in those moments that I've got spare moments and I start scrolling and filling that space I'm saying yes this is my priority And no, God, you're not my priority. No, God, I'm not going to spend a moment and express gratitude to you. I'm not going to spend a moment and connect with you. I'm saying yes to something and no to something else. But when I stop that, I say yes to Jesus. I say yes to worshipping him and I say no to the distractions that crowd out my space and my time for God. Because I really believe that money is not the greatest commodity in today's society. Time is the greatest commodity. You know, and there's that saying where you, well, it's actually a scripture, where your money is there, where your heart is. I actually think in today's society, we're so time poor, and it's actually where we invest our time that reflects where our heart is. And so often we find ourselves trading God for things. Things that have no eternal significance. They have no real great impact on our life. I mean, I can scroll and I can see where everybody's life, but at the end of the day, that's not investing into my life. You know, it's not building me up. It's actually most of the time just leaves you feeling dissatisfied and You think, oh, I've got to do this, got to do that. And it creates more anxiety in you than it does if you spend that time connecting with God, yeah? But God is so gracious and God is so aware of our shortcomings, isn't he? He's so aware. And I want to show you, there's a key in that scripture in Romans 12 that, that is the answer to this problem. And it says, let God transform you into a new person. God knows how fallible we are. God knows how we get things wrong. God knows that we say yes to the wrong thing more often than we say no to the wrong thing. And uh, 
the key is let God transform us into a new person. And John 14, 26 says, But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. Jesus himself talks about our inadequacy in this area. You know, we can't do it on our own. We can't truly worship God on our own. We can't truly be transformed our own. It's only actually through the Holy Spirit working in us and us allowing the Holy Spirit access to our heart and our lives that we do become transformed and that worshipping Him, showing gratitude and honour to Him becomes a natural part of who we are and what we do and it becomes the yes and not the no. So, you know, as we go through this process, that's when the Holy Spirit moulds us into the new person, when we allow Him space and time and then that life of worship just flows naturally out of us. You know, I really love the Psalms. The Psalms is probably one of my favourite books of the Bible to read. It's so comforting and reassuring because it's so honest about people who make mistakes yet will turn back to God and allow God to work in their lives. And I want to share this Psalm with you this morning because I think it's such a great expression of worship. It's Psalm 103, 1 to 2, and it says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things that he has done for me. You know, I want to be a person that just emanates praise to God. And, you know, I noticed that when I'd stop scrolling, when I I get, you know, because I feel like I'm always at school pickup. um, And, you know, you get there a little bit early because you've got to get the car space because it's like... You don't want to walk too far, especially with a toddler. But you're sitting there and when you make space, you know, it's amazing that that it naturally flows out. You see something, you're like, oh, thank you, God. You know, I want to be the person who wakes up in the morning and my first thoughts is, oh, how good is my God? Not, oh, I need to check Facebook or, you know, what's what's on the agenda today? I want it to emanate out of me that that's, that's consuming my thoughts, my mind's. And it becomes a natural part of who we are and it just flows out. You know, every day you can worship God in so many different ways. And, you know, we all have different ways that we do express our worship. The way I do it is going to be different to the way you do it. The way you do it is going to be different to the person sitting next to you. One of the ways that I like to worship God is I'm really big on recycling, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> and I get mocked for this, and you're laughing, and I get mocked for this, but it's okay. I've got got broad shoulders. Um, but like I'm I'm a bit pedantic about recycling, right? Like I'm I'm crazy. Like I have a bag in my <laughs> I have a bag in my pantry that I put soft plastic in because you know Coburn Council they don't recycle soft plastic anymore. Yeah, come on, who's my people? <laughs> like I got a bag and I fill that up. Do you know what I do when I fill that up? It's a bit exploding at the moment. I take that down to Woolies and Coles because they recycle that. And it's a thing you can put it in. And I feel really good that I've done my bit (laughs) to honour God in the world that we live in. Come on. I know some of you with me. You know, like, and I will wash out takeaway containers (laughs) and I will recycle. I'm not looking at anybody. (laughs) 
because I'm really passionate that God has given this world to us and I want to honour him in that. All right. I know not everybody's on the same page as me and that's cool. I'm not going to make you feel bad about that, but that's an expression of worship to me. And I know that there's people here and I know there's people in the world who honour God through their lifestyle of eating well and exercising because they understand the principle that their body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and they want to honour God in that. They want to look, you know, show God, you've given me this and I'm going to honour you in that. And that's fantastic, you know. Some people express worship to God when they go into nature. When they spend time in nature, it's like God is everywhere. They can see the beauty in what God's created. You know, when I got saved um, many years ago, I used to be in full driving and I went full driving. I, I must have been saved for like uh, no time at all anyway. Very new Christian. And you know when like you're a new Christian, you're like, God's everywhere. How amazing is God? And that and then, um, yeah, anyway. So I was full driving and we were out down in dwelling up. And um, I was with my dad actually and he's not a Christian. And back then he's a little bit soft now. Like, you know, he likes church and stuff, but he won't go to church and that and he won't make that step to commit to God which annoys the heck out of me and I tell him that all the time but anyway um we're out in the bush and I'm just like looking at trees and I'm saying to my dad how can you not believe in God like look at this tree this is amazing isn't God amazing you know and that was an expression of worship and I know that there's many of you who go on the beach who go out into the park who go fall driving go camping and you connect with God through your um through being in nature what god's created and that there you can express gratitude you can marvel at his goodness and that's worship come on that's worship you know another way that you can express worship in your everyday ordinary life is how you treat people how you reflect the character of god to those around you you know we have a great responsibility I think we haven't always done such a good job at this, at reflecting God's character and his goodness. You know, when you let someone in the merge lane <laughs> on the freeway, you're showing worship to God by honouring the people that he made. When you help somebody out who has fallen on hard times, you're worshipping God. You know, if you make somebody a meal, you're worshipping God because you are reflecting his goodness and grace. You know, when you spend so time with somebody who is lonely, you are worshipping God. You know, when you forgive someone that's hurt you, you're worshipping God. And when you show kindness to someone, even if they don't deserve it, that's an expression of God's character and you are showing his goodness and grace and therefore you are worshipping him. Sound good? I'm sure that as I'm saying that, what's popping into your mind is your expression of worship. And it might be different to my expression of worship, but I'm confident that you've got a way that you express, that you're passionate about expressing God's worship. So when we make time for God, when we set Him as our highest priority, when we make space for him in our life, when we say you are important to me, that's an act of worship to God. And it really doesn't matter what stage of life you're in. If you're a student, if you're a stay-at-home mum, if you're the one who goes out and earns all the money, 
if you're um, retired, it really doesn't matter what stage of life you're in, there is opportunity every day for you to express worship to your God. And as you do these things, uh, you are offering a life that is what Paul says, a living sacrifice that is truly pleasing to 